Welcome back to the Policy Viz podcast. I am your host, John Schwabish. On this week's episode, I'm going to sit down and chat with a couple of people about the Information Plus conference that was held recently in Potsdam, Germany. I spent a couple of days at the conference, plus a day just before the pre-conference workshop with a couple of folks from The Pudding uh, who do uh, some great work with data and stories and interactive visualizations. Um, A few notes before we get into this week's episode. First, um, I'm now gonna be publishing transcriptions of each episode. Um, The transcriptions will show up probably a few days after the episode initially posts. So if you're interested in having the full text, if you're interested in being able to quote it or cite it, uh, please make sure you come back to the site later each week. I'll have the transcription up at the bottom of the show notes uh, for each uh, episode. Uh, Second thing is that I've pulled together a list of my favorite data visualization books, presentation books, presentation tools, biographies, brain books, uh, a lot of my favorite stuff uh, on my new Amazon Affiliates page. Um, There's a link on the show notes, so if you're interested in checking out what some of my favorite books are and things that I use to give presentations, uh, you can go over to Amazon and check those out. And finally, I have launched a Patreon page to help support the show. Uh, As you know, the show does not have ads. Uh, I don't go out and try to seek uh, funding from corporate sponsors, Uh, so there are no ads on the show. But if you are interested in helping support the the show, um, that would be great. Um, Just a few bucks here or there would help me out um, to help me pay for the audio editing, pay for the transcription services, pay for the good audio materials and 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 products that i need to make the show great i would really appreciate it um there's a link to the patreon page uh on the show notes so if you can go over there um drop a couple bucks uh would really help uh support the show um lots of different levels that you can uh donate to so please do check out the patreon page so on this week's show um i sat down with john Byrne murdoch from the financial times andy kirk from visualizing data and anna vedeker from nzz in uh the netherlands to talk about uh the information plus conference and just one note before you get to the show we sat down the four of us sat down outside uh the conference during the last break before the final three talks and the final three talks were really tremendous talks um great topics to try to i think bring a lot of the topics together that were discussed over the course of the two days um, and spent a little bit of time talking about those speakers spent a little bit of time talking about data ethics talking about diversity in the field, talking about some sort of bigger think type topics. So the conversation you're about to hear took place before those last three sessions, um, but I would really recommend that you take a look at the the videos for those three sessions when they become available on the conference website, as well as a lot of the other talks that uh, that the four of us talk about uh, in the episode you are about to listen to. So uh, without further ado, uh, here is this week's PolicyViz podcast episode with myself, John Bird Murdoch, Andy Kirk, and Anna Vitaker uh, sitting outside at the Information Plus conference. All right, El. Well, thanks for sitting outside on a lovely fall German day. It's beautiful. Right? Um, how about this? Why don't we uh, quick, quick introductions so everybody knows who they're listening to, and then we can talk about Information Plus. Okay. All right. Hit it. Uh, Andy Kirk, Visualizing Data. Uh, Anna Wiedeker from Neue Zürcher Zeitung. Uh, John Bermuda, Financial Times. 
Nice. All right. So we got our spot. Who are you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and me, John Schwabish. <laughs> with the podcast that I'm putting yeah, in quotes. Cool. That's been um, that more nicely put in quotes this week. Um, all right. So two days, Information Plus. How many talks have we seen? Oh, like 26, 27, something like that. Don't give me numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's been at least about um, yeah. 25, maybe. Um, okay. Well, let's set the stage, I guess, a little bit. Mm. So we're here in Potsdam, Germany. Yeah. We are at. Uh, university, which name I cannot pronounce. And you want to pronounce it for us? Uh, it's the Fachhochschule in Potsdam. Right? There you go. That's, That's yeah, the one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the second InfoPlus. This is the second InfoPlus. So I right. went to the Vancouver one in right. inaugural in Vancouver two years ago. Right. And, uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. I was out yeah. there anyway, but it was nice to get to... I think, for me, what interests me in being here is about the, the mixture of people and backgrounds. So it's not an academic conference. It's not a uh, like a creative... Coders conference. It's not a a bar chart conference. It's uh, yeah. it's a nice mixture. It's trying to bring all those different skills together. Yeah, yeah. both in terms of talkers and uh, participants. Right. Um, do we want to talk about favorite talks? Sure. Do you have favorite talk before we're even done yet? Right? Well, you know, we're not even done yet. That's, that's true. So <laughs> that we should. Needs to be so we catch this. There are three talks left. Is that right? So we're at Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's three talks left. So we're gonna we're gonna the sample selected. But favorite talks so far. Favorite talks so far, yeah. And I let's and let let me just set the stage a little bit. So the the talks were a mix of twenty twenty five minute keynotes, yeah, some fifteen minute talks, and then a bunch of five minute lightning talks. That right. I, I will say this for the organizers, they were really good at keeping people on time. Yeah, there was no true no, what they say about the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's 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 run very smoothly, and yeah. I, I like that format. Yeah, because even in twenty minutes, the longer talks. Even if you're not on board, it, it's it's over quite quickly. That's right. That's right. And it, you know, it's it's hard to even to reduce a talk to twenty minutes, yeah. let alone five minutes, which is remarkable, really. When you see the lightning talks, how quickly that goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, one of the things that I liked most was the, the lightning talk format. Um, yeah. I think my favorite, it was, you know, the lightning talks allow you to cover quirky things, little things that don't almost merit twenty minutes of discussion. But I really liked the piece by um, I think it was Dina. Uh, it was. The student at um, yeah. I can't remember the institute in Finland, but it was um, was it Alto? I think it was. Yeah. Um, and that was just to talk about this idea that well, the premise was that Finnish people are not, you know, wonderful in sort of social occasions like at bus stops that don't have that interaction. And you know, as a British person, that's I'm very much you know yeah. in line with that, <laughs> <laughs> in that viewpoint. Um, but the idea was that the, to uh, to t- sort of facilitate the, I guess, the ice-breaking element of the conference they were running, visualizing knowledge it was, right. back in May this year, they developed these little um, these kind of little radar devices that people self-rated against eight dimensions of you know, personality or interests. And then on your lan- lanyard, you got a, a profile. Yeah, the, the graph of your, That's of right. your survey results. And it was a, a, an icebreaker, so if you walk up to someone, you're not just seeing their name, but you get a quick yeah. sense of, you know, are they totally into the same things as you are, are they different, in which case let's have a chat about what I don't know and what right. you don't know about me and I thought it was a really nice idea and then obviously from a design point of view it doubles up as a, you know, as a piece of branding for the mm-hmm. event and some nice little um, kind of little um, animated things that sit in the background. Of it. The other nice touch about that talk was where she put the, the images for all the conference attendees right. and highlighted the ones where people didn't answer questions, Yeah, right, where they were basically, there was, there was no... That's right. right. And then, then the few that were the maximum of each of those eight categories and, yeah. and she didn't know whether people 
they actually think that their <laughs> their all strengths are all these things, or yeah. if they just said, yeah, it's, just a, it's a ten for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I really like that one. And you have a favorite? Yeah, I mean. I think it was Jessica Bellamy's, to be honest. Really? I think uh, um, she's the one from Kentucky, yeah, who yeah, does yeah. Um, kind of more infographic work, but uh, focused on like a very like uh, the low economic um, uh, colored group of where she grew up in, where mm -hmm. her family has roots in. And I think um, this is a use of data visualization, infographic design on its most in its most valuable way. Yeah. Um, she also gave a fire talk. <laughs> like she really she had, did, right? She had five yeah. minutes. Yeah. She yeah. explained, I mean, I'm American, so maybe I have a little bit of a bias because I think uh, Americans can can give great, like, uh, emphatic presentations. And I think she did a wonderful job with that. And I also think, like, whereas some of the other talks were like, aha, I am researching in this, like, echo chamber of me and my other researcher yeah. friends where mm -hmm. we ask research questions to each <laughs> other or the people who are... Um, amazing high twitter follower visualization superstars are only talking to each other she was like look here's where i'm coming from this is what i'm doing and this is the impact that it's having in yeah. a real social context and that's the stuff that i think that we should be doing mm. um and she yeah she showed up fire talk walked off stage and it was like <laughs> that's she also, what I she also had this whole part of like she wasn't just making infographics about socially conscious issues like yeah. she was doing things in the community and then taking the information from the community and then visualizing that. Mm -hmm. So it, was, it wasn't, right, it just wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I'm a designer interested in these topics. Right. It's like actually volunteering and doing. Right, and she wasn't like, ah, here's a design thinking approach, right. walking us through these like, right. this <laughs> is where we talk to our users and we go observe them and they're like, you know, yeah. when you go to these the conferences. Page. Yeah. 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 yeah, and yeah. she was like, no, I sat down at a place that's a restaurant that sells whiskey by the drink and right. then we like discussed with these people yeah. who are like hurting and feeling stuff and i yeah she didn't need to observe anybody right. like a researcher right. she right. was like She's no doing it. Yeah. this is it yeah. <laughs> and i just felt like that was that was a yeah, yeah. just me. like a really great way of holding power to account as well like we always i feel like as an industry sometimes we wonder what why we're not not you know not why we're doing this but how we're assessing the value of what we're doing yeah but you know she's talking about how you're able to go out and you know um come face to face with local politicians and say hey like we've, we've actually got the facts here about how you failed on this policy or something and it's just it's just a really great tool at that level like you know really immediate yeah 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 and her like phrase of like I actually gave them weapons I was yeah. like yeah. I mean yeah. we talk yeah. about data so visualization as a tool yeah. to convince yeah. people or to make money or yeah. to convince our clients and all mm. that kind of stuff but she was like no I gave them weapons next level up from the tool yeah. Yeah. 2018 yeah, yeah. yeah. but not afraid to say it and yeah. I think that's yeah, like that's super valuable because yeah, we all maybe yeah. think like oh we call it tools but really yeah. we mean yeah. we yeah. weapons yeah. sometimes yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, John, yeah. what about you? Um, I thought Martin Wattenberg Fernando Viegas this morning was awesome. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was looking at the use of data visualization in machine learning and AI to sort of identify uh, patterns and 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 you know to 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 help in this this difficult process of explaining how some of these models actually work. Um, there was there were a couple of things I really liked about one is just that. The AI is sort of having increasingly um, big impacts on people's lives and a lot of people don't really know much about it. There's just this view that it's all very sci-fi and I think the more that people can actually appreciate what's going on here, including how, you know, the dumb mistakes that some of these things make, like mm. we saw examples where 
a frog had been labelled as a cat mm-hmm. or an, an owl was labelled as a dog or something. And I think just demonstrating what's going on behind the scenes and how in some cases it's quite simple mm-hmm. uh, is, is just really valuable. And it's clear that databases can do that. Mm-hmm. And then se- separately, they, they use this example of a live data visualization explorable piece which demonstrates how biases can be reproduced by supposedly sort of objective meritocratic models and again i think it's a really really important thing to demonstrate and to talk about as someone raising the question that it's not necessarily that ai is making things biased but when you've got a highly unequal world um, and you know that it's that unequal world that's been set down in data. Then, if you then rely on that data yeah. to do to that's still the input. Happen, right? yeah. yeah. So I just yeah I thought really awesome stuff. And then yeah I think they're really inspirational people who've done awesome work in this field for, for years now. So it was great to get a chance to, to see them and speak yeah. to them. Let's hold on. Let's hold on one second. Wait for them to go. All right. All right. Any more highlights? I, mean, I think there were, yeah, I, I think there were about. I mean, I think the one that I liked the most maybe was uh, Valentina De Filippo's yeah. talk on um, on maps. She had this really cool work. I don't know. Would you call it a project? It was a thing that she does where she has people draw. Yeah, but but she but we did it. At, we did it at dinner last night where she has people draw a map of the world. And what was interesting is she's done it in different places, and where you put the center of the world is. Where you are, where, where you, you are, where you're from, yeah. Or in, in case of the UK, correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also the detail of your knowledge of your local ships, yeah, is, yeah. is, is pristine. But then you get to far from places that you've never been to. Right. It's like a blob, right. right? It's like yeah, it's like a blob. I, I'm, and then and then she talked about doing it in her workshops, which I think is was a great exercise that I'm definitely. Well, and, try. and what she talked about is the idea that people can um, add attributes. Right to that of things like where have you been, where do you want to go, where do you have nice memories of right. things like that. So it, uh, it took you beyond just an illustration to something that you then make and, it and more to your thematic. personal experience that yeah. you can then talk to people about. Oh, I went to France for this thing. Oh, you went to France. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see how those if you kind of overlaid them all. Where yeah. there's commonality. Where oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Put them all together. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Nadi's talk just before that as well yeah. was great. So she was looking behind, sort of showing behind the scenes of the project that she and Shirley um, we worked on for the busing of homeless people across the US. And mm. the, but the thing I really liked about it, because you know it's a beautiful project, already won lots of awards, but it was seeing the messy stuff behind it, like the fuzzy matching she was doing on text because of different spellings of places, yeah. um, the the rough ggplot charts, dozens of which she she. Yeah. mocked up and I think quite often in this community we just see the end product yeah. and it can you the know give people some yeah, imposter yeah. syndrome you think oh I'm I'm never making anything that, that's that good yeah. but when you realise that you know everyone's making you know crap stuff along the way to find the gems that you then you, you then make in, in D3 and whatever and yeah I just thought it was really nice because you know Nadi's work is all stunning yeah. and yeah. it was great to, to be like oh no I've, I've made charts that look like that yeah. as well <laughs> yeah. I need to get them looking yeah. like that so. yeah. I, I loved um, Pedro's um, Pedro Cruz mm-hmm. the Cruz, uh, was it this morning? Mm-hmm. Dendros that's right the dendrogram yeah. of uh, immigration tomatoes mm-hmm. I, I love that project in every conceivable way everything about it just ticks a box for me in terms of its, its meaning and its astute choice do you want to talk about that so for people who I'm yeah, sure so most people who listen to the show have, have seen it, but just yeah, um, this is going to work really well. Audio. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take a tree, you slice it. So tree rings, uh, dendrochronology. So the idea was that he, he took this concept of looking at 
think of 150 years ish yeah. of Im- immigration to the US. And he plotted this into these sort of rings, these um, kind of contour rings of decades. And then he used color and little mark indicators to, I think, represent 100 immigrants or something in a unit. And then the colors indicated the origin, whether it's from Europe or um, South America, from the Far East, you know, different, seven different origins. Yeah. And then this kind of animation builds up, but then you see the kind of collective ring, you see the bulges of where there's been dominant um, immigrations from, you see the context of um, Americans who are home-born, what kind of the, the phrase they actually use, but you know, just to give it some context. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he split it out into 50 states, for each cartograms, state and, put on a map. and so again you see the size yeah. of the population, but it was, it was so cool how it where the states are, it kind of comes from their neighboring right. continents, effectively. Yeah. Well, what was also neat about his way he, he set up the talk of, you know, he was very clearly conscious of the, of the visual imagery he was going for. Yeah. And then he, at the end, he has this little visual, this little video where the thing is, is animating and there's, you know, sounds of trees rustling yeah. in the background. It's just a little oh, really nice. Yeah. I think above that, the, the general theme that yeah. I've most enjoyed about this, uh, about this conference is just lots and lots of different people who I've not heard speak before and actually many of them I've not come across or met before. Um, just having the chance to, to learn about new people, new projects and give them a chance to have a voice because it's uh, the format with the, the rapid nature of the talks, not just the lightning talks but the longer form means you can fit in more speakers. And as somebody who was on the um, panel for sort of ju- judging the proposals, I know that a lot hundreds of other pieces that would be fantastic and would have merited any conference that didn't make it so the people who've made it you know have obviously got some really interesting things to say and you know naturally not everything strikes a chord with everyone you know there's right. some things that I, you know I'm interested in learning about but you know it's just not my immediate you know machine learning is not something I'm immediately involved in but I'm glad to be given the chance to learn from somebody who does whether that manifests something of interest later yeah. on or not. I mean I think to that point what I what I liked about the setup of the conference was that it started with these two or three talks about the history of information visualization and then it kind of it, it felt kind of like it moved uh, forward in time as well yeah because we started with the history of information visualization and then today we started with machine learning which is like you know the next yeah. where we're going um, and then in between are all these you know various projects on that are you know some are static some are using qualitative data some are some are you know doing interactive stuff um, some people worry about mobile. I just, I, I like that having a whole, I assume it's gonna, it was a conscious decision, but like having this theme that's sort of this, this arc throughout the entire couple of days. You know what I thought that was a little bit different than other conferences that I've been to is these like, I really thought the audience was much more critical. Yeah. And not just and like, questions. yeah, and yeah, not just questions. critical to each other. Like, oh my God, did you hear that talk? Yeah, yeah. Ugh, terrible. No, it was like, they raised their hand. They were like, I actually know something about this as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we, there's always like the one person who has the question, but then like preface it with their whole like, yeah, their life's whole, work, life which work. is a, that's a different person. It's the person who's like, actually, and not even just, have you thought about this, but more like a very poignant question yeah. that makes the speaker I mean, the goal is like not to throw them off guard, but also to be like, hey, but like, have you thought question. about ethics about this? Or have you really thought about the effect of history in, in yeah. terms of this question that you were asking and presenting? Like, I thought that was cool. Usually people are just like, good talk. And here's yeah, like, here's, here's a softball. Right. But this <laughs> but this one, I was like, I was like, 
sometimes. Well, the data know? ethics question came up a lot. Yeah. Was, I thought I think it was after the machine learning one this morning. There was a question which was it was a good sort of five minute question, but it wasn't one where it was five minutes for explaining who that person was. It was just to sort of absolute it was sort of complex. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just, just yeah. to sort of real razor sharp critique, yeah, sort of itself drawing on work maybe of the woman who asked it or, or mm. work that she'd read, and you could see from. Um, Martin and Fernanda sort of sort of grinning that they were like this is an amazing question yeah. and I was like yeah that is classic and but actually yeah. every speaker's had a very articulate response and then I mean they are hard things to, to to navigate through a good question that actually answers the question that's been raised yeah and I think everyone's dealt with those very well yeah maybe you know maybe it's part of that having sort of a lot of academics among the attendees yeah, where yeah. critique really is a crucial so, yeah. part of what yeah yeah, yeah. Would there be just? We don't need to go on for too long, too much longer. But um, were there any topics you would have liked to have seen discussed? I mean, th- there was a lot here. There's a ton of content, so I'm not saying there's anything missing. But like, is there something of your personal interest that you would like to see someone get up there and talk about? I mean, I, I guess I have a sort of just a personal bugbear at the moment about how there's so much attention on perception of mm. you know precision reading of charts and my feeling is that most people outside of this practitioner and data and academic community don't read charts in that way they're not really looking at them pixel by pixel mm. they're reading them as a unit that makes it that makes an argument and you know obviously that's an equally sort of black and white binary view i don't think it's either or but mm. I th- i'd be really interesting to see some more debate about you know are we sure that this is how people are actually evaluating our charts and more yeah. focus on you know memorability making making a memorable point overall rather than like you know it, are people reading each of these bars actually now? well and i think sarah campbell's pitch yesterday um about feeling numbers yeah. was kind of mm-hmm. touching on that idea yeah. of the alternative end of the spectrum you know, gist sense of quality uh, quantitative numbers but then also feel t- mm. towards qualitative Values that yeah. you, you can't reasonably put into it. No, you know, no, a bad right. chart. Yeah, know, for that yeah. reason. So, yeah, uh, I, I thought you know, there was a full spectrum of, mm-hmm. of topics. I'm, I'm I'm struggling to think of a a thing that I feel is missing, other than just a very selfish, myopic view of um, hearing about freelancers and how they do their jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not <laughs> yeah. for. That's I feel like the, the data ethics thing because there are so many questions. That that's one that's. I would like to hear. Yeah, it's actually been spoken about as a topic yeah. that's been more asked about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think the answers of those questions have been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's clearly a topic that we actually, need yeah. to consider, right? Come to think of it, I mean, if you think about a lot of the coverage post uh, U.S. election regarding trust, trust in data, yeah. trust in forecasting, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess that was elements of Martin and Fernando's talk about. You know, trying to make this invisible thing that's happening behind the scenes a bit more visible, but mm. for equally, you know, there could be something a bit more explicit about the discussion about trust. Yeah, yeah, and trust in institutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you yeah, no, I think something I was used to be a frequent uh, UX UI mm. uh, conference goer, interaction design conference goer, which is a different world than a visualization conference goer, and I think. Um, Something that gets covered there is a lot about testing, and it was like maybe a subsequent subject of your um, point, which is like uh, if you design digital products, a lot of the thing that, that you have to spend the most time on is testing and getting to know your users. And I think that's something that sometimes visualization misses because they just make something beautiful, like tree rings or um, I don't know anything from National Geographic or Washington Post. There were people who who blatantly said. 
don't really know my audience. I don't really yeah. know my audience. And you're like, you're a, you're a yeah. paper. What the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or you are, yeah. yeah, you're like, um, you're building. I mean, this is why the, the conversation from Deutsche Bahn and Christian Leise, like this, the peak spotting, um, they know who their users are. Oh, they yeah. sat with their users. And that was like one yeah. of, again, UX talk, right? right like this is right. about UX and visualization together. And everybody else is kind of like, yeah, well, it's something we kind of just, Looked yeah, at it look together. At the, look at clicks. Like the, other, the yeah. rest of it is like, oh, we looked at clicks. Yeah, what it's the easiest at? answer, right? right. But or not... we, I looked at it within my team. Right. Of my team of experts who are not user testing experts, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. where is this in visualization? Like, do we, how do we know if people can read this? And do we when, know what's... This is kind of um, like an ancestry thing. So if you come and join, you know, a major newspaper newsroom like that, maybe you just kind of inherit the style guide that's so evolved over time that you just assume that this has been shaped around what is relevant, interesting, and useful yeah. to people. Yeah. But uh, you're right. It's a bad assumption to make. It's a bad assumption to make. As us working at newspapers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we know. Like, yeah. And as soon as you ask it, you find out like this, they're like, huh, what? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not really sure. Um, and as the mediums change, it's also like a much more relevant question yeah. to ask. Because if you work at a traditional media organization, yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe we know our print yeah. Uh, audience, yeah. but do we know our digital uh, audience, right? Right, yeah. There's so much to learn from these like um, these spaces together, but I, I think up until this point, I haven't heard a lot about user testing and visualization right. arena. Yeah. Cool to hear about. Uh, one other thing that you just reminded me of was in that Deutsche Bahn talk, one thing I really liked was, um, they, you know, showing all this amazing, intricate and powerful and useful visualization and then they showed the animation of the trains moving around Germany and that was the point where the whole audience sort of went oh right they said <laughs> the token away. visualization right. yeah. they, they, they were really honest and said we made this as well but it, we don't use it at all there's no use <laughs> we didn't need it yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was I just like that because it's number one it's just being honest and saying but they, they described how it was an important thing to make because it got people to realize you know, they, they really had something cool here. Mm. It's, it was a thing to make the team more passionate and mm. to convince them that they, the data was what they thought it was. But I think it's worth thinking about, again, when we make visualization, it's not always about, is this going to change the world? You know, so Jessica Bellamy's stuff was all about, how's this going to change things? Sometimes it's, how's this going to inspire people? Maybe as, just as part of a, as a sort of side sh shoot off from a yeah. project. But yeah. I just it was a cool, cool point. Yeah, it was good stuff. That's great. Cool. Andy, Anna, John. John. <laughs> Thanks for coming. That was fun. Thank you. Cool, fun. Thank you. Cheers. And thanks everybody for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to come back in a couple of days. I'll have the transcription ready for you uh, at the bottom of the show notes. Please uh, also check out my Amazon affiliates page. And if you are able, uh, please head over to my Patreon page and help support the show. So until next week, this has been the Policy Viz podcast. Thanks so much for listening.